From deep in the heart of Texas, it's time to chain fire some freedom with another episode of the Clover Tack Podcast. Listen in as we have a conversation with people from the firearm industry and community. Are you ready for the show? We are too. Let's go. What's up, crew? It is April the 5th, 2023. Welcome to another Clover Tack Podcast powered by our good friends over at MTM Case Guard. And if you're not familiar with MTM Case Guard, you need to be, as a firearm owner, you need to be really quickly. So uh, jump over there, mtmcase-guard.com, and check out all the cool things they've got. They've been a leader, obviously, in injection molded plastics for decades upon decades at this point. So whether you're talking uh, storage boxes, shooting tables, shooting rests, uh, archery gear, camping gear, you name it. Uh, if it's made out of plastic and they probably have it, uh, if you do jump over there on uh, mtmcase-guard.com, you can use code CloverTAC. That's going to save you 10%. Uh, not a lot, but uh, it does, of course, help. Uh, going to bring in our guest here in uh, just a couple of minutes or so. We've got uh, the honest truth. Uh, hanging back in the green room, really looking forward uh, to the conversation. And I'm honestly not even sure what the conversation is going to go. So this one could be super fun. Speaking of that conversation, if you are out there and you are filing in live, remember, you can put your on topic, your topic related questions and comments and stuff out there in the chat. You can talk amongst yourselves, but don't try to derail the conversation we're having because that's what the podcast here is all about is the conversation. So, uh, but yeah, we do encourage that special thanks to those that um, are YouTube channel members. Of course, those that are uh, Patreon patrons, including Cape Gunworks, the newest Patreon patron over there. So thanks to Toby and the guys over at uh, Cape Gunworks for that. I want to also uh, mention that we are, uh, proud member of the Rapid Fire Radio Network now, as well as the Firearm Radio Network, as well as the Professional Outdoor Media Association, or POMA. Uh, and then uh, want to say, too, that we're back uh, from the vacation last week. Had some scheduling conflict things going on when I set this podcast season up. So I uh, didn't want to uh, to have to, uh, what, is the th- what is the deal, kind of, bob and weave or, or uh, improvise adapt and overcome maybe is the word uh for last week so you'll notice we did not have the uh podcast for that but uh next week we will be at the nra annual meeting and so that will be in indianapolis and we'll also be uh away from the podcast too so you've got two episodes this week and then you've got another off week next week. Yeah, we're being lazy. Absolutely are. Uh, but then we'll be back uh, and hopefully uh, get to talk uh, a little bit about uh, the NRA show and everything that's, uh, of course, of course, going on there. So let's get this uh, party started as everybody out there is starting to file in here and uh, get uh, the man of the hour in the house. What's happening, brother? Well, I tell you what, it's good to be back, uh, you know, in the YouTube sphere, uh, I, admittedly on a different side of the conversation. Uh, but first and foremost, good to be here uh, on the Clover Tech channel, Clover Tech podcast. Yeah, man. Thanks for hanging out and, uh, and willing to have a conversation and all that. Uh, yeah, you've been uh, kind of on a break, too. Uh, I'm sure we can we can get into that. But for those out there, uh, at least with uh, with my audience that may not know who you are and what you do. 
Um, I'll give you a second to just run that down real quick or or I say real quick or take your time with it either way. But uh, sort of introduce yourself to everybody out there. Yeah, I'm the honest truth. Uh, I hail from the DFW Fort Worth area, Texas. And, uh, you know, the main message, the main crux of what I focus on on my channel and through these messages podcast is getting the reality of situations out and a lot of the times that means going against the grain so i think in this particular time and era polarized movement or polarized state that we are in a nation as a people and that's in all of our lives we we need to really focus on getting back to reality or the truth and honesty and so i really wanted to focus my message uh, on that and that's what i decided to do and approach uh, this entire conversation from yeah now you do a lot with uh a lot with pop culture society type stuff um a lot of things that i'm going to be honest with you like i i'll get into your podcast your live stream sometimes and for for a while if not the entire thing sometimes i you know i'm lost like i don't <laughs> i don't follow other what is it pearly white things i know you've you've done some stuff with her before i have no clue who that chick is right <laughs> well some of your audience members might know about pearly you know i it just depends on on how far the deep down the rabbit hole they've gotten i suppose right. but yeah very light socio political through socio dating type scenarios mm -hmm. i try and you know dabble these political conversations in because you know as well as i that sometimes youtube uh, you know, the viewers are, you know, it could be a bit, a bit, you know, we have to work with a, a bit more of a different challenge on different types of messages. Right. So. Right. Oh yeah. 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 We definitely got to mind, uh, not necessarily what we say. And I think that's the, the number one mistake that creators make. It's not so much about what you say, it's how you say it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and I've always contended that if we, if we can learn to communicate better, like that's, that's an opportunity. A lot of people will say, Oh, wait, freedom of speech. I should be able to say, you know, whatever, however I want to say it. And, you know, while, yeah, there's a certain amount of validity to that with the First Amendment, the Constitution and freedom of speech and everything else, just because you can say something a certain way doesn't mean that's the most effective way to say it. Um, so I think sometimes when we get that push from censorship, pseudo censorship, whatever it might be. I, I see it as an opportunity for us to be a little better. Now you're in a little different space, obviously than what, than what I am and predominantly the, the firearm and second amendment world. Uh, but do you kind of see it that way? It kind of seems like you put a lot of thought into your content and a lot of research into your content. So do you find yourself often having to kind of dance around that? Well, you know, you said something very, very crucial there. And I think that there's a huge 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 importance to focus on some of those differences or the harshness and the realities of the differences amongst people amongst our cultures amongst us as a demographic because there are differences and for whatever reason we've let those differences divide us now to where there's either this side of the differences that you agree with and disapprove of or this side of the differences that you agree with or disapprove of but again as you said uh, when you do and when you are honest about the conversations and the differences and you do start to level out or maybe try to understand the difference then that is where the the bridges you know begin to be built they might not be completed in full time but right absolutely 
Yeah, a lot of what you do is liberty focused, right? I mean, I'm not wrong in, in that, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of what I do is liberty conservative focused. Uh, I focus on what I know and how I was raised to a certain extent uh, and the importance and the validity of where that context truly is in the demographics of where we are culturally as a nation, as a people. Specifically, I do focus on a lot of the brown skin black issues, right? Because right. if we're being yeah. honest, that is, you know, that that split that we talk about, that differential split, right? In cultures yeah. to some extent, right? Yeah, no, totally. And uh, yeah, Ace out there, throw this up real quick, says being able to have conversations, even if we don't agree, is uh, is the way we can all keep moving forward. Yeah, uh, I'd much rather know where, at least where somebody stands. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Uh, if you hate me, tell me you hate me. That way we can move on with things and I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> but, you know, you, you make a great point um, that, you know, somebody that can speak to, you know, I don't know how to put this because we all, yeah, we all have our divisions, right? And, and there, right. there's no lack of division, whether right. that's race, uh, sexual preference, religion, uh well i think it's this you, clover location and, and, where you live I, right absolutely like, political persuasion i mean we could divide ourselves into 18 billion boxes if we wanted to i think it's this clover i think it's that right now the narrative is that if you are different and you don't feel or think the same exact way that i feel and think 100 percent totality because mm -hmm. you have to keep in mind that people are so fickle sometimes that you could do and appease them especially as a content creator i'm sure you've experienced this yourself making a, a million videos correctly putting right. in the work and then it's one video one slip up that you might have and say something that just rubs the, the person the wrong way then all of a sudden it's like the 99 percent effort that you've been putting in that's appeased them doesn't matter anymore right that's where we are to one side of the demographic to one side of this you know socio-political culture and, right. and and i don't agree with that and what most people find in common totality is when you start discussing the potentiality of what could happen and i'm not going to speak about what happened today obviously the historic event that's happened that we've seen recently with a former president but mm -hmm. you know when you start talking about the reality and the harshness of what might happen if they can do to that person to you as well you know it's, it's kind of a wake-up call and i think that a lot of people you know should are starting to see that but maybe not so much you know but right. absolutely you know it's, well it's, it's interesting and, and i think that we've we've we lose focus. I mean, society has went into this, like I said, a divisionary thing. We get, you know, and we've always done it. It's a, it's a human element. Let's be honest. Like right. in the history, in the history of the world, you can call it tribalism. You know, I know that, you know, when we had Jake on with Walk to Talk America, you know, he was talking about the people in your tribe. That's the people closest around you that shares, you know, it may not be a racial thing or a, or a, a gender thing or a sex thing or a religion thing, but those people share a lot in common with you. That's your tribe. Right. Um, and so in, instead of, I think, but the, what I'm saying is I think society has shifted where once upon a time, like the American spirit, I don't know what to call it. Um, yeah. We focused more on what we had in common than our differences. And we've gotten to where being able to utilize, like you're talking about, being able to utilize those differences to isolate people, to shut people down, to, to stop dissent, to whatever, right? Um, has just become a, a thing and it's horrible. We need to get back to 
what do we have in common? Like, let's start talking about that. Let's let's start from a basis of common ground and then move forward. And if we disagree on things as we hash that out, as we have those conversations, right, that's right. fine. That's totally okay. We're all individuals. At least I hope we are. I hope nobody out there is, you know, just in lockstep with whatever politician, pop culture icon, whatever it might be, tells them to, to think and say and do. You know, I hope that people are, are their own people. Um, but yeah, we've definitely got to get back to that, that foundation. Like, what do we have in common? Let's go from there. Instead of saying, oh, you and I are so different. Like, that's a bad way to start off when you're talking, you know, start talking to somebody or you first meet somebody and have that friction, I guess you right. start off that conversation and that relationship with that person you've just met with friction. And that can't be good. No, it's, it's, you're right. It's horrible. Uh, and once again, to kind of, and I don't mean to put anybody in particular lighter picture, you know, I know that we have a more of a precursor by our nature to do that. Right. And as you alluded to, to begin with, there is familiarity, familiarity, forgive me, on commonalities. We do seek what is familiar to us because that is natural just on a survival you know, very basic instinctual tip, you know, we have formed these bonds over a long period of time. Uh, it's almost ingrained into us and uh, in, into our culture, if you will, as people, uh, as what we recognize ourselves with, what we potentially could affiliate ourselves with. So to a certain extent, by default, yes, uh, familiarity is a very, very, very uh, survival uh, based and instinctual based uh, trait of all people. We all, right? Can, can can agree to that. And I think that we need to start having more of those conversations because it opens the doors yet again to what we started to discuss, those differences being uh, more potential common links, right? Like we potentially all want to live in great areas, right? That's not a difference among us. Uh, uh, so how do we have that conversation on a, on a different level now, right? Right. It's just very basic level, uh, you know, conversations that we can have. But and I want to get to this to the second part of what you said as well. I'll wrap it up here and give it back to you. Um, I think that. Again. This narrative is so strong that if you don't 100 percent agree with what we're saying, right. the weaponization of past legitimate trauma, let's be honest here, a lot of bad things have happened in totality in the history of mankind's history but yeah we can reflect as a country of course those conversations can still once again be had but it's almost as if to a certain extent there are some people that just don't care to really have anything but a certain point or narrative spoken on that conversation there's no working through right a certain narrative it's almost like okay this is the narrative this is what happened so because this is what happened this is what's going to happen now or else you're saying that everything that's happened in the past you're you're for or you're with because we're saying it was bad you're saying it was bad how can you not agree with us it's this weird psychological mind game psychological mind fear that's happening sociopolitically and politically now because let's be honest the, the the files that we've seen through some very rich people that have bought some very rich companies for a lot of money have started to reveal that yeah on a social level politics is tied right into this thing man mm -hmm. yeah um what do you think? I mean, it's early in the early in the podcast here, obviously, to uh, be throwing down the nuggets of, of knowledge. But, you know, and, and, you know, what is the what is the pill? What is the cure? How, you know, how do we fix this? But, you know, in your opinion, the the divisionary, the the um, yeah, how did you put it? 
Um, it's definitely the division, but uh, the act of dividing, right, is right. is more so, I think, the issue than the division itself. We can stop the the act of wanting to label everybody and then put them in their little boxes. Um, how do you think we get out of that as as society, or or is it? Does, do we rely on a new generation? Is there something that the older generations need to do? Is it is it more a politically driven thing that you know we have to do that at the ballot box? Where do you think where do you think that divisionary issue gets solved or starts to get solved? Well, you know, I think that that starts to get solved at a very grassroots identity political level, right? Um, right we have to be able to change this idea that it's not wrong to not want to completely uh, agree to one side, right? To be, put it quite blatantly and, and frankly, and we've even heard very famous political figures that are currently still in office even lend over credence to the fact that, well, if you are the skin color, then if you're not on this side of the fence, then you have to be betraying your entire race, right? Something as incredulous to say as that has been regurgitated and celebrated on one side, right? We have to get back to taking out the negativity and disagreeing with somebody. It's yeah. okay too. But once again, another big point that you just said is we have to take away the fact that there's something good in dividing us. Somehow we've gotten to the extent on one political side, I'll be honest, that division is unification somehow. Mm -hmm. they, they it's truly well if you're not with us then you're against us gung-ho as if we're not all on the same green and blue planet spinning in the middle of nowhere as if you know if it's that bad you could you could truly leave if you felt it was really that bad but mm -hmm. what is the purpose or how are you unifying anything if you plan to seek and destroy and divide and conquer that's you can't get a dandelion in a war-torn environment you might get a few if you're lucky yeah true true and and that's a valid point the um the idea that, you know, again, it goes back to the individualism, right? Right. Um, and that's kind of the thing. And they think about, you know, those that settled the West, you know, and, you know, they just loaded up their wagon in the middle of the night, one night, decided, hey, we're out of here. We're going to go look for something better. We're on our own. You know, we don't need to rely. We were self-reliant. We don't need to rely on anybody. Um that, that's an American and, and I think always has been like an American ideal, right? Mm -hmm. um, the spirit of the individual. And so it really bothers me when the unification through division happens, right? Because it's like, it's okay for us to be different. We need to celebrate that us being different should bring us together. Does that make sense? Because we're all individuals. It should bring Absolutely. us together. I mean, it's, when, it's being used the opposite way, though. Absolutely. No. I mean, when you think about it, wasn't that the melting pot idea, the core, you know, essential grassroots belief of the United States in the 70s and yeah. 80s? It was like you could come and be represented, proud, uh, represent, you know, and everybody would be able to respect each other to some to some extent because, mm -hmm. you know, you all had the same chance and, and opportunity. Yeah, right? right to some extent and i know i know to say that is you're gonna be like whoo i know we'll get might get some heat for that right but on a grassroots level where we are now yeah you know um it's it's a it's it's a wonderful place and i challenge anybody you know, my mother's from a third world country to uh, to go travel go see right. outside and yeah, see what exactly. it's looking like <laughs> so, you know i've never been outside the u.s 
that said, it's it's um, it's not that I don't understand. I mean, I totally understand third world countries. I totally understand, and I and I'll say the same thing, even though I haven't been to those places. Um, yeah, until you understand some of the horrible situations and circumstances some people in this world live under like the poorest of the poor in this country literally the homeless on the street have it have it better than billions of people billions with a b billions of other people on this planet um and and do we is that is that saying that we want those people to remain homeless and live on the street no that's that's not what i'm saying Uh, i would love to see them you know, pull themselves up by the bootstrap. Get it? I don't mind a hand up. It's a hand out that's problematic for me. Right. So take advantage of a hand. Then people take advantage of a hand up, build a better life for themselves, for their, you know, for their children, for their community, whatever it might be. Absolutely. But the fact still remains that even in that state of, uh, you know, sad economics, I guess you could call it, right they're still far better off and then you talk about the people that aren't even homeless i mean think about the number of people that have flat screen tvs in every room of their house nowadays or you know everybody in the family has a cell phone but yet they're on government assistance programs and yet they're on you know this that or the other right like they they're drawing social security you know disability or you know whatever it might be and they're on that low uh socioeconomic tier but again, still, they're living like kings compared to people Absolutely. in other countries. And I think folks lose sight about uh, of that. And I think, I think <laughs> American exceptionalism, boy, that's a, that's a bad phrase. You don't want to get caught saying that for whatever reason. But I think that's what's led to that. I think that's what's led to, what is the saying like, uh, hard, men's create, hard men create good times, good times create Weak men, weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Something along that lines, right? Yeah, I think it's the hard men create good times. Good times create the good men, or you know, lazy men, or what is it? What Something is it? along that lines. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I think you got yeah. a little close to that. <laughs> and I think we've had it. My point is, I think that we've had it so good. We talk about even the poorest in this country being, you know, kings compared to billions of other people on the planet. And mm-hmm. I think that. I think that folks, I think they lose perspective. <laughs> I really do. You know, it's yeah. one of those things that it's, and, and I know that, you know, I've told my story going back. I, I slept in my car homeless for years uh, and struggled through. And I'm not saying I'm rich or anything by any means, but even when I look back, I'm in a much better place when I applied a little bit more and worked and grinded to make something right. But mm-hmm. Before even all of that, when I think about it, I was like, "Man, I was sleeping in a car that was worth you know four to five thousand dollars at the time." That's right. uh, you know, it's it's a decent amount of money. So I mean, it, it was hard. It was very rough. But even in that, you said, "Yeah, the wealth and the value that I had was infinitely more times. The access that I had was infinitely more times." Yeah, it's still very difficult, and situations might not have been perfect nor fair. However, the possibilities were infinitely more time yet again. And kind of going back to before the governmental programs and, you know, the, 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 the struggle, if you will, that message of, oh, you know, it's just so horrible, so horrible, so horrible um, to, 
to to maybe come from that or whatever it might be it's almost demonized to come from that type of background right and it's shamed to come from that type of, of background it's used politically in a lot of different ways uh, as well when i've seen an experience just recently the political party who's supposed to be uh, aligned with providing the food credits and things of that nature cut it off because the um i don't want to say any type of word the large health uh, issue that we were just facing has right. decided to start dwindling down and so that 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 shortage now is going to be aware from people who are relying on that supply that governmental funds of food right uh, I've, I've seen and experienced that firsthand that be cut off by the political party that's supposed to be supporting that so it's fair game at this at this moment in time it's it's people saying things that they don't really mean and other people saying things they really mean but they don't really understand what's going on or why they shouldn't feel the way that they do not knowing what's impendingly coming in the future the, the food shortage allegedly that might happen that a lot of news articles are starting to write about you might start seeing in the vlogs and things of that nature right um that's what we need to start waking people up about because what we're starting to see is those differences yet again are similarities we're all on the same planet here and uh -huh. if there is some sort of shortage both political sides are going to feel it it's not about politics anymore it's about reality and living wherever you are on the spectrum and in the economical infrastructure you're still in america and if america goes down the rich and the very bottom go down with it you might not say that they do but i mean where else are they going to go if we crash a lot of other people are going to crash this is, you know, so it's very deep right now. And um, the differences yet again, link us far more than we know. You know? Yeah. Uh, Ace out there uh, says participation trophy says most don't want to put the time or work, but they want the respect and recognition for showing up. And, you know, the respect aspect of, of that comment really got me. I mean, there's so many people that they don't understand that respect is earned. Um, and they think people think just because of their status, yeah. just because of, you know, because they feel that they need it or they want it, they should be respected. And it's like, eh, yeah, not so much. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, especially in a capitalistic society, there's no handouts. It, it, we can't function that way. And as brutal as it was, you know, to maybe be honest about that. I had to face that mirror as well for myself. And that was the only time in that moment, uh, radically, I could say that, you know, life shifted for me for the better was when I finally faced the music. The music is going to start playing irrespective of whether or not you're in the concert hall. You might hear the orchestra warming up. And I can tell you that right now, in a lot of these socio-political environments, we're already see, starting to see areas warm up a little bit. People are starting to get testy. Things are starting to get a little bit more precarious. People are be, getting a little bit more cautious because they're being and they felt pushed for so long. They've been on the edge for you know a little bit now, and so I think that I think that when it all comes down to it, we have to be willing to 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 listen and hear each other out because admittedly both sides are going to have to let let the wall down to some extent right mm -hmm. uh, there has to be negotiations given from both sides to make this thing work out it's stonewall on both sides even though i agree very strongly with one side it's stonewall right. on that side as well they're not they're playing very tough hardball we can't do that as well as a people because we don't have the ability to do that in coming up in the near future. It's going to be very tough for us not to be able to rely on a lot of the infrastructure that we rely on each other for. Um, it, it's if it further divides us, 
we're going to further feel the impact. And then you start once again having to look at why are we being further divided? Who's responsible for this? What's going on? We're all in America. Uh, and, but yet again, both sides have to understand that we are all Americans and there has to be credentially given credit for the needs of certain things that both sides don't have uh, as much of a favorable outlook on like right. the food stamp program it's very necessary we have to have that for a lot of people here and a lot of people yes. of all races are on that right that oh, yeah. shouldn't be Absolutely. something politically used to be charged and that has to be accepted by both sides because yet again we're all american people uh, again i go back to the question where is this divide to, to 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 where we say it's bad to be american right if we're if we're american then let's focus on us if we, and, and this is the last thing i'll say here We've done some really interesting things with a lot of money sent all around the world for a lot of the history in the country here. But recently, it's crazy. And we, we, we talk about the lack of all this as an infrastructure and the lack of our people. And, you know, me being an African-American, an American, African-American, brown-skinned man in this country, the people that affiliate with me often speak and I have conversations of a certain tone and certain frequency on the level of, well, you know, we have to have some sort of, you know, thing given to us. As, and it's like, well, no, we we have the ability. I have the ability. We can open up a business right now, me and you. We could do a lot of stuff together if you want to right now. We could put our money together. We could put our minds together. But yet again, it's difficult when one side of the party focuses more on the division as their main, main message versus unifying as a people or as a whatever you want to unify as and, 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 and figure out a way to work through the issue. Right. Well, then a lot of it is, is generalizations, right. And that's how they, that's how you get stuffed in a box. You, you get stuffed in a box over generalizations and it, and it sucks. I mean, because that's not, if you're generalizing, then you're not really plugged into reality. I don't think most of the time. Right. Right. Um, like I've got to sit here and I've got to, I got to be able to call certain things out. Like there are uh, injustices. There are, you know, I don't want to say systemic racism necessarily. I mean, a lot of that stuff, I don't even understand the terminology, but I know that the black communities, I know have a, a lot of hard times in a lot of different ways. Right. Um, well, but the, but the reality is mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not just black communities, but there's also just communities in general. Right. Like, like I talk about living down the road here from the meth head trailer park and there's all types of races, genders, sexes, colors, and creeds in the, in the meth head trailer park down there. Like it's, it's not a, you know, it's not a, again, not a race problem or religious problem. We got to look at the reality of it. But if you're going to, if you're going to fix any of the issues, if you're going to start to, heal divides and things like that i think we have to be realistic like i've got to be able to say you know hey i i and that's why i appreciate your content um it's because it helps give me some you know, i'm obviously not black man i can't talk about those issues um yeah. but i can listen to you who can articulate all of those points right you've obviously lived your, your entire life that way and you know what's up and you're paying attention to that. You're sensitive to it. Right. Which there's right. nothing wrong with that. Um, and then when I get you know, somebody that, you know, is talking about something, I can say, Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, instead of me trying to preach as a white dude, right. I can say, Hey, go check out, you know, what this, this dude has to say. Like he's, he's got it down. You may be able to figure life out if you go listen to what the honest truth has to say. In other words. 
Yeah, you know, I think that, and I appreciate that as well, Clove. I I think that at going back to that original point where it's difficult for one particular side of that fence, and yet again, we've divided ourselves by identity politics. I got into an Uber ride the other day, and then we started talking politically, me and the driver. Oh. So he, you know, was talking about, you know, stance from a certain side of the political fence that I'm just not on. And I gave him a little bit of pushback and kind of looked at me interestingly. And he was a white guy and he looked at me interestingly and he was just like, well, what do you think? And we started having a conversation and he was like, well, I didn't think that you were, you know, I didn't think that you were on, on you know, on the right, essentially. I didn't think that you were conservative. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And we started talking about how I was raised, things I could and couldn't do as a child, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, well, he feels the same way. Yeah. I started bringing him examples of how yeah. the representation of his current belief party system doesn't feel the same way that he does, which is something I've experienced in my own family. And through that differential of political opinion, him being brutally honest and willing to, you know, look past that initial stereotypical difference he had, this right. thing goes on both sides, right? Both for right. people who are uh, very prejudiced and people who are non-prejudiced. There's prejudice on both sides. He thought that I was, you know, automatically, uh, you know, um, um, uh, a Brandon supporter, a supporter of Brandon when I'm not. Right. And so right. I, I I broke it all down to him. And at the end, it was like, well, why would I why would you have any type of interference or disagreement with me when we both want the best thing for our families and our children? Right. Mm -hmm. Which is a successful, stable, communal right. and, you know, environment for them to be raised in. Right? The reality. Right. The things that actually matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's the things that actually matter. Yeah. I want to kind of get back to this one point really quickly as well. The systemic racism, as far as identifying what systemic racism is, breaking it down on a very friendly guidance level, it's just the prejudices that you physically or uh, economically act on uh, because of maybe experiences that have been traumatic or non-traumatic or just that familiarity again. Uh, I think racism and it had a very extreme level, but the terminology brought to modern day is still used. The context of that word historically, which has been very traumatic for a lot of people, is still used and thrown around today as it's the same context that happened back then. It has the same significance today now when in, in reality we know it's, it's, it's not. We don't have to worry about the, a lot of the same things. If we're being completely and totally honest, we have a much bigger issue within our culture that promotes the violence and a lot of the issues that we can say prejudicially we would have faced back in those you know, controversial eras, the Crow right. era, the, you know, the trans era and things of that nature. Things have completely flipped, which is the insanity of it all right now. And which is why we try to have the conversation we do that, right. that there's a lot more in common than there is separate right now in the year 2023. Right. And that's what gets me with uh, with things like you, you talk about the, the state of race or whatever. Right. In the country. And that's one thing that gets me is like Obama comes along. Right. Mm -hmm. And like Obama's going to heal all these divide, divides and he's the Messiah. And, and I can remember, oh man, so much hate towards Obama and Obama's going to ruin the country. And it was just, it was just, and people turned the political into, into racist. And some of it was, let's be honest, morons are going to be morons. And, and that's what a racist is plain and simple. Uh, no matter who they're racist about, I guess they're morons. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, I say this all the time. I'm like, you know, Obama, I don't think Obama's a bad guy. I think he's politically misguided, right? Um, but I'm not going to point to Obama, the the guy, and go, oh, look, he's black. He's horrible. 
you know, and we did have some people that, that did that. But what's crazy is it seems like at least the media peddling it, right? I got to right. back up and say that, right? Reality may not be the same way, but it seems like since Obama, you would think that would have been the ultimate healing for the divide, right? Right. Um, and then for whatever reason, and I blame the media to at least to a certain extent, um, it's almost like they want everybody to believe whether it's reality or not. And I want your take on, on how much of reality you think it might be if, if so. But I think they want a, they're trying to push a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? I think that Obama did Obama being president did, did heal some of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but they don't want it healed again. They want the division. Right. right. And so, how can you have the first black president? And yes, okay. Some people say, oh, he's born in Indonesia. He was this, that, he's whatever the case may be, right? Mm -hmm. um, but let's throw all that conspiracy stuff, put all that aside. He was duly elected. He's He was the president. Um, how do you go from that to things are worse than before that ever happened? Like, right? I mean, it, it, that, how does that happen in such a short period of time? He hasn't been out of office that long. So, you know, I, I don't think, get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. To answer your question directly, this seems to be a pervasive problem that happens a lot within, to be quite fair, and also the black community, my community. Mm -hmm. We look and we reflect on the issues that we faced yet again, the real issues that were real for a lot of our ancestors. But look at the progress that's been made. And um, I would not go out on a limb to say that a lot of people, when given the resources and you know, have the ability to, would definitely not want to live in certain parts of uh, very left side leaning areas just because mm -hmm. there's so much crime happening right now. And uh, whether you admit it or not, or how you feel about the situation, those areas are, are, are experiencing things like one hour police calls in many areas in, oh, yeah. in Louisiana, right? Up to four hours I've heard in certain parts of Florida in the Miami hours, if you call police for help and things, they're stretched four thin. hours? Uh, up to four hours, I've heard, wow. in, from real-life en encounters. If it's not serious enough of a situation where uh -huh. they assess that the, the damage has already been done, you're like, hey, there's you know bullet holes going on right here. Then it's like, well, right. is anybody hurt? Or, well, we don't know quite yet. Okay, well, give us a call back type right. of deal, right? Um, it's It's gotten to the point to where there's so much damage that's happening internally it's unavoidable that we have to start having real conversations. And I've seen the tide change on social media, to be quite honest with you. We had a very famous media guy out from the DFW area. I'm not going to name drop him. He was recently shadow, um, shadow removed from a lot of different content create, creating platforms. But he went out and says a lot of extreme things about our community and the issues that we face as black Americans that amongst our own community. And the problem with saying that you're a black American American to begin with, right? The problem with the word nationalism, believing in the nation that you live in, the word nationalism is dang near antiquated with a lot of different, very extreme oh, yeah. prejudices groups, right? It's, it's, it's weird how everything has just been completely flipped when once again, we all believe in the same darn thing we're all here y'all and nobody's going right. anywhere uh, so it can't be that bad yet but my, but yet go, going back to it he said a lot of crazy things that a lot of people of color and minorities agreed with and they might have been shocking to hear at first but 
eventually over time, he made a video or two that you agreed with. And then he grew exponentially a couple hundred thousand subscribers before he wow. was removed from these platforms. And his message was very extreme. But people said, we need to start hearing this. This has to be said. These conversations need to be had because I've experienced personally something negatively from it. I can tell you that people in my family have a lot of trauma. People that I love very much have a lot of trauma that is irremovable based off of the the lack of structure, a lot of issues that we have going unaddressed by the political leaders on the left-hand side, on that political party side. They don't talk about the rising rapid crime rates, but you can see the videos of people walking out with trash bags full of goods and items, right. and they can't be pulled over for because it's under $500. That's an issue when it becomes your home that's targeted. That be, that's an issue when the police are already stretched thin, and they don't like going to the area that you live in because you're a little person of minority colored skin and it's more dangerous for them to go over there to begin with they, they don't feel like helping you out necessarily and then you have a party that represents you that's trying to de-arm you that's trying to take away your rights and even your right to speak at the same time thanks to mm -hmm. mr matt taibbi and a very wealthy man with billions and hundreds of billions of dollars that produces self-electric cars that drive self-driving cars so it's a very interesting time right now it's 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 the, the message that needs to get out so extremely is that you're we're doing ourselves harm right now there's there's holes that are in the boat that need to be repaired but it starts in the homes it starts in the homes at a very grassroots level and getting you and us to understand as a people that there's importance in family in in certain levels of conservation or conservative values um i hope i didn't stir too much by saying that there are values in a very it, it, there are values that we all agree on irrespective but yet the message is so strong so visceral and i'm not sure if it's a major minority type of issue where a lot of people are just so emphatically passionate that they're willing to 24 7 stay online and make videos comment on videos uh make bot accounts and pay money online to have these bot accounts make comments that they type up in script. I've seen that happen as well. Hell, some of the comments I see on these videos and these live streams, and I'm sure you've seen it, Clover, aren't even a, like names that I can, that I, that I recognize are in this language. And so it's like, well, this is a language I can't recognize. So they're, they're saying this and I'm not, I'm not saying that they have any state say or stake or they can't observe on any type of political system because we, as the United States nation, obviously do and observe on a lot of people politically. Right. But right. it's, it's like, well, how much do they really know versus how influential are these 3.5 thousand likes on this YouTube comment with this name? I can't pronounce that this comment right. I have to translate on this right. video. That's yeah. about Trump. I, I shouldn't right. even said that I, I messed up. Forgive oh, me uh, on the, on the, on the field. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, when you're talking about you're getting back to, to the grassroots and, and, you know, it all it's all about cleaning up your own house, cleaning up your own community. Like that's where I think everything has to start. It has to start with that because, you know, whether you look at this is this is just my take. Uh, well, let me let me back up for a second uh, and say that we've lost. And of course, the pandemic hurt us. It, it 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 accelerated it exponentially. But for a while, because of social media, right, we were losing the human contact element of things, right? right? And live chats like this, where we're able to get on and we're live right now, and we're back and forth. We can see each other, whatever. Um, that's okay. That's better than 
anonymously through text and a keyboard. Um, but it's still not that live interactive human element. Right. right. Um, and, and then how do we, I think we got to get back to that. I think we got to get back to, you got to get back to knowing your neighbors. Too many people don't know their neighbors. Too many people are totally hands off. Like, well, that's not my problem. Right. Like that doesn't affect me. So it's not my problem. And so we've got to be paying attention on that level, our family, our community, our neighbors, especially, um, you know, how are things affecting them? How is their well-being? Right. Absolutely. Because as a community, uh, if they can thrive and succeed and be happy and everything else, well, then that kind of spills over was rising tide raises all ships type mentality. Right. Absolutely. Um, but I'm not sure how we overcome the allure of social media, especially with the dopamine hits that you get right from, from the likes and the throwing up the memes and, Oh, somebody subscribed and this, that, and the other, like, I don't, I don't play into that. Like if I get a bunch of views, if I get a bunch of subs, if I get up, okay, great. Um, but you know, I do this to have the conversations and to get the things out there in the world. Right. Ultimately that's the goal. Um, and in order to achieve that goal, yeah, you got to have the subs and you got to have the views and you got, otherwise you've got no reach. Right. Um, but there are more things that are important and that's the real life connections and the networking and the, and the other things you do. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to jump over here for a second. We've got some comments. I got to take care of it real quick. Uh, Brooke out there, Miss Brooke from uh, great start shooting school. Go check uh, her stuff out, by the way, uh, just dropped a $20 super chat. Didn't say anything and that's fine. Um, Mr. Roboto said, thanks you. Thanks, Clover. Thanks, uh, Honest Truth. He said, be well, uh, be safe, and namaste. So uh, thanks for uh, the uh, namaste. The, the uh, super chats. Arigato. Um, we've got G-Webs. He put this one out there kind of early. He said, uh, how do you deal with the potential of weaponized, and this kind of gets into the social media thing we were talking about. Uh, he says, uh, how do you deal with the potential of weaponized trolls, comments, and accounts engineered to divide people, potentially from outside our country, intended to keep people from uniting? So, very long question there. I'll leave it up for uh, for just a second. Well, you know, I think it's going to need to happen on so many levels socially. It's going to need to happen in the federal level, they're going to need to start as strictly as they, as they've monitored one side. I'll break it down to our level, what we can do is, you know, as the normies, right. But mm -hmm. on a federal level, they need to start monitoring as strictly as they did one side, the message that's information or missed or whatever it might be, whatever that message is, it needs to be regulated as strongly on both sides. If you're going to regulate it on one side, which obviously I'm not for any regulation at all in that respect. I think that the better argument, and the better intellectually fortified person should win mm -hmm. the job, right? But it, it, that's what they need to do on that level. If you're going to start judging one side, then you need to judge both. If, right. if not, then let the let it, let it be what it is. But what you can do is you can start commenting literally under these posts that you see or recognize. Uh, have a normal conversation, you know, uh, start to just talk about things. What I do a lot of the times is I literally will ask a conversation about something that's happening over here that's really major. And I'll either get no response or you won't get a reply back. And then I'll throw another comment like, hey, you know, um, are, are you still there? Yada, yada, yada. And, and if it's if it's a really body type of response, mm -hmm. you can then comment back like, OK, obviously, this is a bot. People 
need to see those types of comments a lot more exposing that, okay, this is a bot or hey, this person probably doesn't live here. Um, hey, this person, I don't recognize what you're saying. A lot of the times it's just a matter of people not knowing who's commenting. So you need to expose them by conscientiously either choosing to have a conversation with them or just accusing them, which is very accusatory. And I know this might not be yeah. good to say legally um, I, I, on the, the tubes, but you need to throw that out there and just throw that narrative out there. It's all narratives at this point. And the stronger narrative wins. We're, mm -hmm. we're very simple minded. Right. A lot of people can be very simple minded. We're, we're starting to wake now, uh, hopefully, yeah. I hope. But that's what you can do. You got to throw the narrative yeah. out there. And when you're dealing with trolls, when you're dealing with comments online, you know, one of the things that I see a lot is I call it drive-bys because they'll come into a chat, they'll come into a video, they'll come into a post, they'll drop something, drop some garbage, right? Um, and they walk away. And <laughs> it doesn't matter if you reply to it. You can reply to it. They don't reply to your reply right, right. like the, they just and, and intent right the intent of that person who commented even though many times we don't know who it is it's anonymous the intent it's obvious what their intent was their intent was simply to come in there drop a bomb and disrupt their intent was not to have a conversation about anything right right and so for me that's one of the reasons that I, one of the ways that i deal with stuff like that now occasionally um I'll come up, I'll be a smart aleck, you know, I'll come up with some smart aleck response, you know, or whatever, every, every now and then, not always, but every now and then I'm like, Oh, okay, let's, I'll play this game. Um, but for the most part, if it's not going to contribute to the conversation and a dissenting opinion, right. Or disagreement can still contribute to the conversation. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm not going to respond to dissent. Um, but it needs to be, formulated in a way that is contributing to the conversation and at that point i'm okay with it let's have the conversation yes well you know i think once again and i agree with that i, I definitely see the value in just being able to have meaningful time spent through words and not wasting your time right with people who don't intend or care about changing i think that what what happens and i where i see the importance in having some meaningless fights is that there is one side that does fight much more strongly online and have taken the online platform socially right. and have conquered it. All right. So there's so much more of that majority minor narrative that the majority of us are affected by because we're just like, whatever, I just can't take this today. This is obviously <laughs> ridiculousness, right? Right. Yeah. And so I think yeah. that it does take as futile as it might be even if that person that you're responding to will never respond to you somebody's going to see your legitimate legitimacy in the comment or response mm -hmm. so, right. a real person that might have been afflicted by some of the issues that are happening today mm -hmm. uh, will see your comment and say well you know what this kind of makes a little bit of sense to me if you've looked at the polls or anything recently the numbers are dramatically changing against where they were two years ago so i'll just say that online rhetoric and sentiment is a big part of that, which is why they fought so hard to control that. So it's important right. to conserve your time and energy, but it's also important to make sure that the voice is heard, right? Because their voices are heard. <laughs> well, you know, and that's a great point. And that's why, you know, a lot of people out there in the live chat so far have spoke to that in, in comments. You mentioned it earlier. I did as well is, is that the conversation has to happen. 
Mm. And the conversation, a lot of people, whether it's on the left, the right, the whole political spectrum thing, like I don't even know where I line up on this stupid thing. Like there are certain things that I would be accused of being a liberal, right? If I said, you know, hey, I believe this. And then there's other things I would be, you know, a neocon or something, if you know what I mean, if I said it. Um, I'm all over the place. Right. Um, but that's the point. We're individuals. Uh, where was I going with that? Uh, well, oh, the conversation. So absolutely. Uh, regardless of which side, right, when you're having a conversation, you've got, you know, one side versus the other side or whatever the case may be there, the debate, I should say, rather than a conversation. The debate is not always about winning and losing. A lot of times the debate is about putting the information out there, not to try to, you're not even really trying to change that person's mind, right? They disagree with you. Instead of that being the goal, let's change that person's mind. Why don't you make the goal, hey, I'm going to make as strong of an argument as I can make. That way, if people come along and see this conversation, then I might can affect the people that come along and see the conversation. I'm not going to change this person's mind, but I may change two or three minds that come along and see this conversation and go, oh, wait, that other guy doesn't know what he's talking about, right? Right. And I think people focus on trying to beat the other person they're debating with. Right. more than providing a solid foundation for their for their stance their beliefs their opinions absolutely no i think that's 100% it's turned into this circus type of affair where yet again you're divided it's so staunchly that if you go against the people that you line up in agreement with your constituents if you're in the political realm uh, here it's our peers our jury of our peers if you go against them then you're outcasted by the party and Say you don't agree with everything on one particular side. Say you are able to have situational nuance and you know have balance in your life. Right. God forbid. Right. Uh, you are able to look at oh, I like I I do like eating uh, pizza, but every once in a while it's nice to go out and have you know Italian food as well, or it's nice to have you know uh, Pan African food as well, or African food as well. Whatever it might be, the the variety is essential too. It's just recognizing recognizing the differences in the variety is what's important in the variety right but yet again it, we're not going around saying well we can only do this forever we can only eat pizza for the rest of our lives it'd be a very bleak existence that's one of the one of the reasons why everybody wanted to come here at first because it was so lit it was like man everybody's here there's everything going on it's lit go to the go to go to the u.s man everybody's good and that's what the re that's what it was so it's uh, you know it, it kind of goes back and, and I, I lose track of your original question but forgive me for the ranting it kind of goes back to and how i see it is the 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 division the narrative of the division has to it, it has to stop if if we can't yeah. stop the narrative of the division then no matter what anybody says it's not going to matter yes the stronger argument has to be the one that dominates and that's what it should be in a democratic system i don't know if we're in that type of system anymore as we've had recent historic events that we've never seen in the history of the country i don't know what exactly is going on because it seems like from what i've said earlier recently a few minutes ago the, the polls are starting to reflect different outcomes and it's not 100 percent people agree with this side there's still nuance in the people just like you said some people are still struck because they do agree with both sides they do see the right. need for certain uh, uh groups of uh, of people of us in america to have certain messages that need to be but they also see the need for uh, preservation of community as well right right it, it, it's a very very precocious precocious and, and very 
polarizing time for a lot of people, but the narrative of extremism is thrown into the mix as well. So we've got this very, very tensile, very uh, delicate conversation, very delicate situation that's unfolding in front of us right now. Uh, but we're like snow globe shaking it up and just turning <laughs> it upside down. Right. Both sides, admittedly. Yet again, the reality of what could potentially happen, I'll be honest, is going to be worse for, you know, for and I'm just going to leave it there. So uh, that's all I can say about that. Yeah, we have to get <laughs> right. back to what's going on and, and yeah. the importance of brevity and honesty in the situation, man. Uh, nobody's right. going anywhere. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to jump over here um, and see if uh, you mind talking about this. But uh, Mr. Roblato, he says, so he said, I'd love to hear. He was talking about your mom earlier uh, when you said she wasn't from the U.S. I'd love to hear her perspective, her story of why she's here. Uh, the honest truth. Um, are you OK talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Not that? a problem at all. Not a problem at all. Yeah. My mom uh, came over here from the United States uh, from uh, I'm sorry, from Central America, forgive me, to the United States. Uh, during college she actually went to medical school and completed oh, medical okay. school so awesome. she came over here with the sole intention on uh obtaining her her md which she did and she practiced uh, as an md for uh quite some time you know for uh, uh almost two decades so wow. very successful career and came from a very 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 rough environment you know um i'll put it to you this way we went down there and we haven't really even gotten to the firearm conversation, second amendment conversation, uh, <laughs> too much, right. Globe, but right. That's okay. We, uh, I went down there to visit some family members. I have, uh, this is Panama. I went down to Panama to visit some family members I had and you know, you go to the subway and we'd been there for probably three days. We went to the supermarket, didn't see too much, but it was interesting. The second we got down there, actually, we, uh, we, we were checked by, we had some issues uh, and things of that nature. Still a beautiful country, man. Absolutely beautiful country. And so many lovely people. I had so much wonderful family. So many lovely people down there. But, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we, we had to make sure that we were okay and understanding, you know, how to how to obey, you know, and how to move respectfully in the law of the land. Because the land moves a little differently over there. It moves quite mm -hmm. differently over there. And so we right. went to a restaurant one particular evening. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, there were some guys outside. And they had uh, M16s, fully automatic M16s, you know, Colts. Colt M16s, not M14s, not M15, not AR15s. They had M16 automatics, you know, wow. fully automatic, standing outside two of them of the subway. And, you know, I guess they had some some issues of prior a few days wow. prior before that. But, yeah, that's where my mom grew up, you know. Wow. <laughs> Speaks the language and everything. Wow. It's a trip. Yeah, man. Oh. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so I've seen. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. Yeah, I've seen. She's told me. You know, she's told me the story how how my grandparents saved their entire lives. My grandfather owned a bookstore. Uh, he was a professor. Uh, my grandmother was a high school teacher, and they saved their entire lives uh, from the age that she was born for her to go to college in the United States. That's all they cared about. That's all they worked for their entire lives was for her to go to college. So they right. put her in private school. They sacrificed a lot. That's uh, awesome. And uh, and and she got here. She got denied at three different schools. And then finally, she got approved at the fourth school she applied to, and they had a great uh, program but she got here she got denied for one of the programs here then she ended up transferring to a different college for medical school she got denied three times on the fourth time riding to medical school and paying the fee she got accepted wow. and then we were off to michigan uh, for her to study and uh, complete the eight-year residency so i lived in michigan i was a michigander for eight years wow okay yeah now man. were you were you born in texas or were you 
Yes. Yeah. Born in Texas. Uh, okay. Yeah. Left a, as a child and then right. spent most of the childhood up there. And, and then and then came back. Okay. So, yeah, uh, yeah he's out there. He says, uh, I'd like to hear the honest truth from you on the 2A. On the uh, yeah, we've still got a few minutes. We're at the top of the hour, but we got, we've got a couple of minutes here to uh, hang on. You never know where the conversation is going to go with this. I like yeah, it to absolutely. go organic. And sometimes, even though, you know, my channel is 2A farm related, sometimes we don't talk about two a and firearm related right it just that's the way it is um but yeah being being born in texas back in texas now yes. um give me a little bit about your thoughts your involvement with gun culture in general right because right. you've got you've got people that are pro-gun right and then you got people that are pro 2a and i don't necessarily put those in the same box um and people can be both right Right. Uh, at the same time, absolutely nothing wrong. We hope people are both at the same time. Doesn't do much good to be pro gun if you don't care about the right that allows you to be pro gun. Absolutely. But uh, I'll let you vamp on that just for a couple of minutes if you, if you want to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, first and foremost, appreciate the opportunity. It's been uh, awesome, and I really appreciate everybody uh, in the conversation. It's been wonderful, Clover Tech. Amazing, amazing platform. So yeah, this two A thing has been interesting for me because originally staunch hatred from most of my family in regards to firearms my father was raised i know i talked about my mother recently my father was raised in uh you know what what we would call the hood he was raised dirt poor i mean had nothing shared all the clothes with his siblings um experienced you know shootouts experienced just so many things that i couldn't even begin to talk about on this channel Uh, and was the first person to graduate from college in his family. Huge, oh, wow. Huge accomplishment. So nice. both pretty driven. And, uh, you know, he, both of my parents had a, a, a view on the 2A that we don't get with it because I think that there was a lot of trauma experience, definitely by my father and that side of the family. And my mom now, just couldn't stand the idea. So now were they, were they against the 2A, like, completely or were they the type that were like okay we're okay with the 2a but it's not for us well it would depend i guess you could say it's a it's a bit biased because once again you have to understand my mom's in the medical field so for her she's far more biased or maybe understanding of a certain point of view (laughs) right because she's seen the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst sure and your dad same way with it with seeing and and i think that And I think that plays a role. I mean, I, I hear a lot of people that that come to become, you know, pro gun and then pro two A later in life, and it's because that they there was such a negative connotation and outlook with with firearm ownership, right, or firearms mm-hmm. in general. Um, you know, growing up and in their experience, it wasn't like me. You know, it's like lifelong firearm owner. It's never been a, a negative experience for me. So I don't. While I recognize right that that type of thing exists i don't i don't understand it like i really don't right no it's yeah and i think that's where once again those conversations of the commonalities and and differences or in this case just a difference of 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 community a lot of the times it needs to be had and needs to be acknowledged but if we begin to have, and I, and I've seen it so many times, if we begin to have those conversations at a certain level, if things get a little bit wonky, right. And the narrative somehow gets a bit twisted and changed, but we, the people, as the constitution says, who really do have the majority vote and 
at least the majority popular opinion, right? The court of right. public opinion online, uh, we really do have the opportunity to talk and to discuss and to lay out an understanding or at least a discourse of uh, of of acknowledgement of why we feel that way and i i'm hopeful i'm hopeful i'll just say i'm hopeful that through both sides acknowledging why you feel so strongly that there can be an acceptance and a need for both sides opinions to exist i mean god forbid right it's possible to say hey i don't like fire or 2A, but I support other people. That's possible to, to feel, just like you said. But right. what you'll yeah. see is a lot of people that are staunchly against everybody having it. And those are the people that are the majority or minor majority or majority of that. I don't know what their numbers are truly online because right. we don't know who's who's commenting on these videos. Right. But I can say that that's what's being represented on one side of the fence, that yeah. they just don't want anything or anything to do with it. So on a grassroots level, like what can we do? Yeah, start to have those conversations because if the votes do matter, then that's how the change is going to happen on a very grassroots level. We can only control what we can change or we can only change what we can control. We can only control right. what we can control. So we have to worry about what we can control. And that's this narrative right now. Right. Yeah. And I think I think the two A is is almost just like anything. I think I think you've got 10 percent on the fringe of one end and this is any topic you can just about come up with i think is this way you've got 10 percent on one side 10 percent on the other and the rest are an 80 percent in the middle now that 80 percent in the middle some tilt a little further than others some are square in the middle and that sort of thing um but i think that often the left i'm going to utilize the i'm going to yeah i'm going to generalize and use that box unfortunately um mm -hmm. even though it's a 10 percent right that's contrast to the you know, extreme on the right side. I think they're the, I think they're louder. And I think that's where the, some of the perception comes from that opposition to the second amendment, staunch opposition for the second amendment is actually small is as, as mm -hmm. far as a percentage of the whole thing, but they're really vocal and they're really loud. <laughs> and so, and so a lot of people in the 80% in the middle, as well as maybe even the 10% on the other extreme, they see the volume of mm. of that dissent, right? And they think that there's more dissent than what's actually there. Or, or, or Clove, I think what could be happening as well is it's a little bit of, well, hey, you know what? We don't necessarily, you know, it's, we don't agree with what we're, what, you know, have you ever been in a situation where like you knew your friend was in the wrong, but he's your homie. So like on the outside, like you're going to defend <laughs> right. him, you know, right. it's just like yeah. when you get behind closed yeah. doors, you're like, dude, what the? What did you do that for? Like, you yeah. gotten hurt, bro. What you're a moron, man. You're, yeah. yeah, exactly. I think it's kind of that type of deal where they're like, okay, well, you know what? Yeah. Whatever right now. We'll figure this out later. We believe differently, but let them say because we're part of the party right now and we're all in this together, essentially, for the time being. Right. Yeah. So yeah. they're just not, they're just going to go with it, right? Because yeah. what else other choice do they have to be mm -hmm. outcasted? Yeah. No, I hear you. You know? Um. Okay. So before we get out of here, let's play a little game. Got to do this every single time. Nice. Um, so I'm going to give you two options, two and only two. You have to pick one. I don't got to have a, I don't necessarily got to have a reason, but uh, probably as quick as you could try to answer it. So here we go. Sure. Uh, you rather have pancakes or waffles, man? Uh, pancakes. Um, French fries or tater tots? French fries all day. 
Um, had you rather have a staycation or go on a road trip? Staycation. No competition. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as a handgun, uh, polymer or metallic? You know, I'm one of those. I'm one of those those uh those people that talk a whole bunch of trash on Glocks, but then they pull out a Glock on their hip. I'm <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm that same person. You're right. Uh, metal all day, no competition. All I have are polymers. You're right. <laughs> um. On knives, uh, rather have a folding knife or a fixed blade knife. I'm gonna have to go with, um, most likely. A fixed blade, just because of the reliability, you know, yeah. the simple simplicity. Got to get back to the you. basics. I hear you. Um, you'd rather have a Ford Bronco or a Chevy Blazer? <laughs> well, just for this one episode, I don't know. I, I I don't know if it'd be best for me to answer a Bronco, so I'm gonna go with the Blazer. <laughs> <laughs> the Bronco's awesome. Come on. The Bronco's awesome. No, a you new Bronco. Know, you know you want an OJ Bronco. Come on, man. Like everybody <laughs> wants. Them. Oh God. I'm I'm a white dude, and I can handle an OJ Bronco. Like, come yeah. on. No, 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 no. They're they're clean. Honestly, what the problem with the Broncos is this. I saw a new one, and I I thought they were going to be bigger than what they are. They're kind of yeah. small, and so I'm just going to have to go with the. With the, the that turned me off too with the new ones. I mean, yeah. the styling is okay. I can I'm I'm okay with it. But yeah, they're a lot smaller than what I would want from a Bronco. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Gatorade or Powerade. Oh man, that's a tough one there. You know, when I was an athlete, it was legitimately Powerade. Uh, now that I get older, I need the sugar, so I go for Gatorade. Right. Yeah. Um. More sugar. You prefer to do weightlifting or cardio? I prefer weightlifting. And weightlifting, you know, yeah. cardio is cool, but yeah, I lose weight really quickly, so I gotta, I gotta just put on muscle. You gotta know, get the muscle. Yeah, yeah. I probably burned about eight hundred just from sitting here right now. You know, <laughs> but you know these studio yeah. lights are crazy. Yeah, yeah they are. I you wish. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wish <laughs> I, I wish I could lose weight that easily. But uh, yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta drop a few pounds myself. I'm gonna work on it this summer. Uh, Absolutely. We, we ain't quite there yet. The Texas heat will. The Texas heat. You will shed weight in the Texas heat. I promise you, you, you can. Promise you, you can do it. It's coming back. That's coming back. We're prep. We're, we're we have to prep for the Texas heat. There should be a podcast every year that just preps for the heat in Texas. Like, you know, we, got, <laughs> right. we got prepping podcasts. It needs to right. be a, a heat podcast. Right. For Step one: buy air conditioning. That's that's, that's you're done right there. <laughs> Absolutely unmistakable. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, we've uh, we we blew past the top of the hour. I want to give you uh, a minute or two or however long you need though. Uh, there is going to be wherever you're watching and listening, all that stuff. There'll be a link to the uh, Don's Truth YouTube channel down below. But if people want to follow, check things out. I know you took a break. You can talk about that a little bit if you want. Uh, but uh, yeah, close it out. Where can people find you, follow you, and all of that jazz? Definitely, definitely. YouTube.com slash The Honest Truth. Uh, that that's the best place to find all of my work. You know, we do, and we have a couple of other small little presences on different platforms and things of that nature but you can see right. and and take a part in a lot of the discussions we're getting ready to actually you know do a couple of videos where we kind of change the discussion the narrative as well and uh, start to have some of the uh, 2a more discussion related content 
uh, Clove. So I appreciate nice. that, and that's why I look forward to. I'll actually understand stuff instead of uh, who's, <laughs> who's this pearly chick. I don't know who the pearly chick is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you, you might not might might not know now, but either you'll know now, or somebody in your family does. You know, it's just the the once again the narration. Well, it, the, the strength of narration online is is everywhere, you know? Yeah. Well, I have no, I have, my wife calls it useless knowledge that I have sometimes. And so I know things that I'm not even really interested in. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like I, I learned them or figured them out or read about it or watched it simply for the sake of. Well, you I know was, what I call I that? I was curious. You know what I call that club? I call that who wants to be a millionaire knowledge. That's yeah. what you have. You kind have a lot of, of who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah. I, oh, not that good. I can never. I can never do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, or play Jeopardy. Now I, I do pretty good at Wheel of Fortune. Maybe the price is right. Okay. But uh, but nice. yeah, not not who wants to be a millionaire for sure. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you and I are in the same boat there, buddy. Uh, as are most of us. I think we can kind of say in 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 the in the main message or crux of the message you know we are all in the same boat we all can't go anywhere and so what 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 where are we headed to right what what do y'all want what's the answer right mm -hmm. if it's so bad then what's stopping you what's holding us up what do we need to do as a people right um i believe in the good of people i believe in the good of humanity and i have hope and hope still i'm also a realist and uh, you can bet your bottom dollar that down here uh, you know, we're making sure that whatever happens in the next five years, six months, 60 days, I don't know, we're prepared for. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hey, it's been it's been awesome, Clove. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, hanging out. We'll have you back uh, again one day. We'll talk some more. Yeah, uh, send me the invite. Love to do it. Love to do it, man. All right. Take care. See you all soon, man. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. So with that uh, being said, let's uh, bring this up and thank once again, MTM Case Guard. That's mtmcase-guard.com. And you can save over there, of course, 10% with uh, code CloverTech uh, if you decide to shop a lot of the awesome stuff. But I invite you to go around and, and uh, go over there and browse some of the stuff at the very least. Thanks to those that super chat. Thanks to those that uh super thanks and do all of that stuff i think brooke was out there and mr roboto were the two if you're a youtube channel member if you're a patreon patron thank you appreciate it uh tomorrow we will have uh we will have toby with cape gunworks in the house uh talking about some cool stuff including the new uh, uh rapid fire radio network that we're proud to be a part of so uh, and then uh, again next week will be the uh, nra annual meeting up in indianapolis we'll be there so we won't have any podcasts next week but the week after we'll uh, kick it back off and finish the season in case you're not aware we are at about the halfway point so plenty of podcasts left to go uh, so make sure that uh yeah you set those notifications and everything else that way you don't miss them. Thanks for uh, chatting out there live. Thanks for all the questions and comments and other things. Obviously, those uh, super chats. And uh, what else do we got here? Uh, yeah, remember that if you're listening to this in the audio podcast world or the YouTube replay even, there's comments down below. You can still participate. Uh, we are uh, going to get out of here, though. We'll uh, see you tomorrow. Until then, don't forget to change our freedom. We appreciate the Patreon patrons and YouTube channel members who keep these podcasts going. If you're looking for cool stickers, patches, and other gear 
be sure to check out clovertac.com. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Clovertac Podcast. <laughs>